2: Hi from Buffalo, one of our favorite spring rituals here is the opportunity to visit our downtown ballpark and watch our professional baseball team, the Buffalo Bisons. The AAA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays features ballplayers one step away from the major leagues, and the best part, high quality baseball and affordable prices for the entire family. And here's an insider's note, it's possible to peek through the left field fence if you're standing on Oak Street. I'm Peter Sabota. In this episode, our guest Father Chandran Chattan of the National Domestic Workers Movement continues our conversation about human trafficking in India that's fueled by economic conditions and the demand for domestic workers who are frequently exploited in hostile and unsafe homes. Father Chattin builds on our previous discussion with Sister Kristen Mary describing how the organization builds institutional support for the work of the movement. By helping the workers not only to get ahead, but also to get together, he discusses the importance of their participation in speaking out for their cause and the organization and unionization of this workforce. Father Chetan highlights the movement's current activities as well as the challenges to the cause. Father Chandran Chetan has served as the State Coordinator with the National Domestic Workers Movement since 2009. He holds a master's degree in social work from Loyola College. He was interviewed by telephone in India in February of 2014 by Dr. Philomena Cretelli, associate professor at the UB School of Social Work.
0: We're here speaking with Father Chandran Chetan, and we're far away as speaking to him in Ranchi, India, and it's really my pleasure to speak with you today, Father Chetan. I had the privilege of visiting the NDWM offices in Mumbai and get a little taste of what you're doing, but it's a really a great privilege to make this available to our listeners about the incredible work that you're doing. The first question I'd like to ask you is, how have you built institutional and public support for the efforts of your organization? When
1: we talk about our work towards ensuring the rights of workers in the informal economy, particularly domestic workers, I think we definitely have to work with a number of stakeholders, first of all, the employers. You know, we may have the best of laws, but unless and until the employees understand and learn to respect the rights of their workers, the laws will have no impact on the workers. So what we try to do is to inform and create awareness among the employers and, of course, general public, that domestic workers are also workers. They also have rights like any other workers. We, in fact, use different methods and strategies like signature campaign, street theater, posters, handbills, and even TV ads. These constant campaigns and efforts have brought some attitudinal changes in the public towards domestic workers. Now, regarding gaining institutional support for our struggles, We believe in, you know, collaborating, networking, and working together with different groups and agencies, both governmental and non-governmental at different levels, local, regional, and national. So we often engage with different groups and committees to push our agenda forward. We also believe that media plays an important role in reaching our struggles and demands to the employers, to government, and general public. So we invite both print as well as electronic media in all our programs and request them to highlight the issues. In fact, media in India has been very supportive to us in the recent years. I would say this is a national how we have been trying to build the support of various groups, mainly, of course, the public, employers, institutions, and including media.
0: You're working on a very, very broad-based level, getting all the major areas that can help forward your campaign. Now another aspect of your work that I think is so striking is the way that you organize and project the voices of the workers themselves in order to engage them in this struggle and to empower them. So can you talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you use to promote their participation and to help encourage women and girls, I'm assuming that most of your constituents are women and girls, to get involved and to speak out.
1: Yeah. Participation of the workers is very important, and we always ensure maximum participation of the workers. Now, we always focus on developing the leadership of the domestic workers. So we organize regular training programs for workers and leaders on labor and other later issues. We always encourage the leaders by publicly recognizing and uh, felicitating them for their best performances. We also let the leaders conduct the regular meetings at all levels, local, district, state, and national, and even let them plan their own actions. We also organize exchange visits, both within the country as well as outside. In fact, last year, we had two exchange such visits. We went to Nepal, and another group who was from South Africa, they came to Ranchi. And these helped them definitely to learn the best practices with domestic workers in other circumstances and situations and countries. Our leaders, in fact, actively participate in all our programs like campaigns and take up labor issues and handle cases including rescuing children from forced labor when domestic worker is accused to falsely of theft and other issues. We also use all possible ways and means to ensure maximum participation of the workers both in planning as well as implementing programs and including advocacy and lobbying activities with policymakers. So we have leaders at different levels, at the local level, at the district level, at the state level, at the regional level, and at the national level. This way we ensure that they are part of this movement, they plan this movement, they implement these activities, and then they are able to go ahead.
0: That's excellent. So can you tell us about some of your current campaigns and some of the issues that you're focused on right now? this is very, very challenging work that you're doing. What are some of the obstacles that you encounter in executing these campaigns? We are, in fact,
1: busy with and interested in a number of campaigns. First of all, a lobbying for inclusion of domestic work as a sector under the schedule of employment, as well as fixation of minimum rates of wages for domestic workers in different states. As you know, India has 35 states and union territories out of which, Only seven states and one union territory, together eight, have fixed minimum wages for domestic workers in their states because labor is a state issue. So we are working towards and lobbying for fixation of minimum wages for domestic workers in all the states by our different state chapters. That's one. Number two, We have been constantly lobbying for the constitution of social security boards in different states. We have a legislation, central legislation by name, the Unorganized Workers' Social Security Act 2008. It was constituted and adopted in 2008. And this law is to be implemented in different states by the state governments. But till today, only 15 states out of 35 have constituted the social security boards. And even these 15, after constituting, have not come out with, you know, proper uh, schemes and social security protection and benefits to workers. So we are constantly working with the state governments to ensure that the state governments constitute the board and implement the schemes under the particular legislation. We are also lobbying for the adoption of the National uh, Draft Policy for Domestic Workers, which is pending since September 2012. In fact, we have been fighting for a rather demanding for legislation, but the government of India in 2012, through a task force uh, meeting, decided to come out with a policy instead of a legislation. But this legislation has been pending since 2012, September. So we are lobbying with the central government. That's a central government thing. We are lobbying with the central government and different agencies like the task force domestic workers, the Ministry of Labour of the Government of India, the advisory group of the National Advisory Committee of the Government of India. So through different means we are fighting that the national policy which is pending be adopted. And then other campaigns are, for example, advocacy for comprehensive national legislation for domestic workers. In order to ensure regulation of domestic work as a work, as well as to guarantee social protection. This has been our uh, campaign for the last three, four years, and still we have not reached anywhere. And one more important campaign, of course, is the lobbying for the ratification of the ILO Convention 189, where, you know, till today about 10 or 11 countries have adopted it, ratified it, the Government of India has not done it. So we are also lobbying for the ratification of the Convention 189. These are some of our current campaigns. If you ask me about some of the challenges, the most important challenge is you know, lack of political and administrative goodwill. Political parties are not addressing the real issues of the workers and people. The executive is that slow in implementing even the existing policy and policies and schemes. This is a major challenge for us in our work. Secondly, of course, solidarity of the workers. I'm talking about domestic workers, and keeping them united to fight constantly, especially when they do not receive any benefit, economic benefit they should have from the government. So people, after two, three years, begin to question, what have we got by being part of this movement or part of this uh, union? So union or movement is not supposed to give. It is the government which is supposed to give. But because they are very lethargic, very slow, they are not at all interested, you know, we have a problem of keeping the workers united to fight for their rights. So this is basically the challenge for us and we have to work on this and we are in fact working on it.
0: Well, I can tell from just the visit to your the office in Mumbai that you're working nonstop. I know it means constant organizing, keeping people involved and then putting the pressure to advocate on that more governmental level. I was very struck when I visited the office and Sister Jean was telling us some of the just. The attitudes that there are about domestic workers not being workers or that somehow this is a good situation for people to be living in a home, that they're getting good meals, that they're living in nice places, that seems like you have a lot of entrenched attitudes and outlooks that you really have to try to change as you do this work. So let's talk about some of your organization's goals and hopes. I know you're working on a number of fronts. What are some of the things that you are hoping your goals for the future? and maybe some ways that our listeners can support your efforts?
1: Uh, Well, we initiated, in fact, a process of unionizing domestic workers in different phases about three years ago. Basically, this national domestic workers movement has been, of course, a movement, you know, a movement of workers. But there are uh, certain limitations when we work as a movement. That means, you know, as an NGO. Legally, technically, we do not have the same space like a union, like a formal registered union. So we felt the need in order that we might be able to better lobby with the government that we need to organize the workers in the union. So we did that in 2010, we initiated, and we are glad that in last October, that is 2013, the different state-level unions, uh, the registered state-level unions of domestic workers came together and formed a federation of domestic workers. So today we have... National Domestic Workers Trade Union Federation in India. Of course, there are other federations too, even for domestic workers, but this has been a very important moment in the history of our movement. And one of our tasks is now to strengthen this process further, it's a very, a very young baby. It's just a few, let's call it my five, six months old baby, this uh, federation that we're talking about. So we need to strengthen this baby. You know? We need to feel this baby and to build the capacities of the leaders at the state as well as national level. Because it is the leaders from the grassroots who have now reached the federation at the national level, but they need to to build their capacities. That is an important um, aspect of our future work. We feel that we need to concentrate on strengthening their capacities, that is one, so that they can effectively pressurize the government, effectively stand up for their rights before the employers, before the government, before the public, and to fight for their rights. That is one of our future goals and the future let's say immediate uh, concern and uh, another concern would be empowering young women especially potential migrants like I work in Ranchi which is uh, the capital of Jharkhand and Jharkhand is known for migration Jharkhand is known for trafficking Young women are trapped from the rural uh, districts of jharkhand to cities and states like Maharashtra, of course, in Mumbai, Delhi, and major metropolitan cities. And there they go through all kinds of problems and issues. They are sold, they are abused, you know, they are underpaid, and all kinds of problems. Uh, so what we are trying to do is now to train, identify such young potential migrants uh, train them here, and ensure, let's say, a decent work and working conditions so that they will not think of going to Mumbai and Delhi and get into all kinds of issues and problems. So this way, we are, in fact, working towards ensuring safe migration. This will be one of our trust areas, focus areas in the coming future. Another concern is, of course, regularizing domestic work through proper contract you know, most domestic workers in India work without a written contract. As a result, they cannot ensure that their rights are not violated. If there is a written contract, you know, they can take the employer to court if they are not paid wages or they have any, any other issues. So because domestic workers work without contract, there is, the problems are, you know, becoming more and more difficult to handle when things happen. So what we are working on is that we have to work on regularizing domestic work through proper contract. That's another concern. And um, how listeners can support, yes, I would welcome you to come to India to work with us. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, uh, yes, listeners can support us in different ways. And especially, I think, if there are volunteers to come down to India and to work with us, especially in terms of developing the skills and the personality of young people that we are talking about, so that we can ensure safe migration, so that we can uh, prevent trafficking, so that we can ensure a you know, better future for this young, growing generation of our country. So there are, of course, uh, volunteers who come to India to work on different projects. So we will also would uh, be happy to have volunteers to work with us to, you know, join hands uh, in our struggles. That would be a way of, a way of listeners can support us
0: this is a you know important global issue and certainly we're here in the US some of the people here are familiar we have some similar issues here and there's fights over minimum wages and wage protections for workers it's an important cause so are there any other things that you would like to share maybe you could tell us a little bit about how long you've been working with domestic workers and maybe a little bit about how you got involved in it
1: yeah i've been working with the domestic workers as part of the national domestic workers movement since 2007, I did my master's in social work, and uh, I came to know Sister Jan, I came to know Sister Christie through a national uh, meeting, and uh, I listened to the issues of domestic workers and how they are working to ensure rights uh, and uh, protection to this vulnerable group. I was touched, I felt that I could do something together with uh, Sister Jan and uh, various police who are working on this issue. So I wrote to Susan and then she of course welcomed me and then in 2007 I initiated in a smaller way, in a very small way and in 2009 um, I took over uh, the coordination of one of the you know 17 states that we work on that is Jharkhand and uh, slowly in another one year's time about uh, yeah I also joined the international team to plan and to take the schedules of the workers in a larger way so that is how, in the last uh, six, seven years, I am part of this uh, movement. And uh, in fact, uh, my I belong to a congregation, a society called Indian Missionary Society, which works in northern India. The congregation has, in fact, um, completely freed me to work with the domestic workers, both in Jharkhand and as country as a whole, the National domestic workers movement. So I am grateful to them because they have uh, let me work on this issue with the workers. So. That is how I am here since 2007, and um, I personally believe that if we are committed on this work, I think we can do great work together. And when it comes to this issue, because uh, the National Domestic Workers Movement has been working for the last uh, twenty, eight years, and we have seen ups and downs, we have good days and we have bad days, and we have brought certain changes into society in the attitude of people i would say of course my real wish is that all of us have to begin to if we have to rather you know we can see changes we will see changes in society you know when each of us develop a positive attitude towards our workers and uh, often domestic workers are not you know, considered you know, as human beings so if we develop a positive attitude towards, towards the workers who are uh, contributing to our economy who are contributing uh, to you know our family then, of course, we can be happy and they can be also happy. And I think it is our right to ensure happiness of the workers who work with us, who work for us, in fact. So that is my one final wish, and I, of course, would like to thank you and uh, the Bachelor School of Social Work for your efforts to reach the issues of domestic workers and voices of domestic workers to listeners And I'm sure together we can uh, build many more bridges.
0: Well, I want to thank you, Father Chetan, and it's... Uh very inspiring to hear, I didn't realize that you were also a social worker, to hear somebody in our field doing such, you know, sounds like you're very optimistic and inspirational in terms of your real belief in the power of people and the ability to really work together and organize. And I think this is an excellent model for our listeners, our students to learn more about. So I really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your thoughts and experiences with us. So thanks so much. Thank you, Flamina. Thank you. All the best.
2: You have been listening to Father Chandran Chetan discuss his work with the National Domestic Workers Movement on In Social Work. If you found this episode interesting, check out the podcast with Father Chetan's colleague, Sister Christine Mary, at episode 140 of our podcast series.
0: Hi, I'm Nancy Smith, professor and dean of the University at Buffalo School of Social Work. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We look forward to your continued support of the series. For more information about who we are as a school, our history, our programs, and what we do, we invite you to visit our website at www.socialwork.buffalo.edu.